Today on episode number 55 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, which you can find at marketingmusician.com forward slash 55, we're going to answer some email about how do you know when it's time to pull the chute and just get out of the band. And in our section where we listen to my audiobook, it's time for Dave to get on his soapbox. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right. Hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jam and Dave Jackson. Author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement, and you can find that out at our website at marketingmusician.com. Also have out at the website the Building Your Band's website course that you can take. So if you're tired of waiting on, uh, I don't know, Leonard or whatever nerd you hired to uh, do your website, no offense to anybody named Leonard, by the way, I'll just call you Leo, and... Uh, you know, you're waiting for the person and, and it's never updated and it still shows, you know, last year's gigs on it. You can be your own webmaster. Check it out at marketingmusician.com. And I got to give you a little behind the scenes here. See if we can. I'm going to hit bypass on uh, my processor. And uh, wow, I sound a lot different. But here, I'm going to turn this up. I actually have some guy nailing the building that I'm working in here. Come on. And, and of course, now that I mentioned this, he's not going to do it. Yeah, they're, they're putting on shingles or something, but I'm like, as soon as I hit record, there he goes. Yeah. Just nail gunning the crap out of my building. I'm like, wonderful. So the good news is, I thought uh, you would be able to hear that a lot louder, but it's just that's just your typical podcast ears here, sitting here in a quiet room with my headphones on. And uh, I always like to just jump right to the material and... Uh, we got a great email, and uh, check this out. It's from uh, Doug, and I'm going to say, oh, Doug, thank you so much for uh, writing in. It says, uh, Dave, I've enjoyed your show since the Musician Cooler days. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was the original name. If you're new to the show, that was the original name of the podcast, and I did that for many years, and to make a long story short, I, I got tired of having to explain what the podcast was about because people thought it was drinking like a, a water cooler, you know, and that's what it's supposed to be, a water cooler. But anyway, it is now the marketing musician. And it says the uh, the purpose of this note is to get your opinion as a neutral about an issue I've had with my band. Cool. Please consider the following and let me know your thoughts as I'd like a reality check on my own feelings. Cool. Wants to make sure he's not going crazy. I've been playing guitar for over 45 years and been in quite a few bands I joined my current band about two years ago, all right? Been in your band two years. The band has been formed for about three or so years before that. So the band's five years old. He's been in it for the last two. There were six members when I joined, uh, a leader, drum, bass, and three horns. So a singer, drummer, bass, that's six members, three horns, bass. That Wouldn't that be seven? 
leader, drummer, bass, three horns, one, two, three, plus you, that would be seven. Anyway, all right, it's not a small band. When I joined, the PA system was owned by five of the members. Oh, here we go. After I joined, I brought in a keyboard player and a new bass player. When I joined, so you brought in a key player, okay, and a new bass. When I joined, the former guitar player was paid for his interest in the PA system. Now, in theory, you should have paid that. And then you would have owned his stock in the PA system. Anyway, we have since purchased more PA equipment as a band. I wasn't very happy about it and voted against such purchases because of the accounting difficulties involved. We don't earn a lot, but we made the purchases and the members didn't get paid for the gigs we played, but bought the equipment contributing about $400. So you basically play a couple gigs for free to get a new PA. Been there, done that. Uh, I suggested that we at least keep an accounting of our individual capital accounts so that we know how much each of us contributed to the purchase, but was rebuffed. Mm. See, the problem is, well, I don't know if you did that before or after that. Um, I sucked it up, agreed, and stayed in the band, figuring that if a member left the band, his capital account value would be purchased by the rest of the band, and leaving the member, uh, and the leaving member would be paid the amount. The result also, uh, the real result would also be that the remaining members would have a larger owner percentage of the jointly owned equipment. The band decided that if a member left, the departing member would not receive anything. So if you quit, only if the band broke up and the equipment sold would the members receive the capital account value. The fact is the leader and the horns will never part and the band will never break up. Again, I sucked it up, decided with the wisdom of my wife that I should kiss off the dough and stay with the band because I love playing. Okay. I was also, I was also, it was also, I got to clean my glasses here. It was also decided that the leader would not spend more than $250 without prior band approval. That makes sense. He later purchased $1,100 worth of T-shirts and hats without prior approval on the basis that we would make it all back when we sold the merch. Of course, we've not sold it, so we contributed that money, too, in addition to the equipment purchases. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, the reason I am writing this now, the leader wants to purchase more equipment. I do not want to pay more towards what amounts to a PA for the benefit of the leaders and the horns. Uh, since I won't get anything if I leave. Like most guitar players, I like to purchase my own equipment and gear as often as possible and have expensive tastes, so I would like to keep my earnings. So I realize that I can make the decision to leave, and I realize that the arrangement is not customary or likely even legally enforceable. You can't take somebody's money without their agreement, but wanted a reality check on my feelings as I am considering leaving the band rather than pay for more jointly owned equipment. My questions to you are, have you ever heard of such an agreement in a band? Um, quick answer to that, yes. Uh, money, like I said last week, money changes everything, and uh, your leader is a douche. You know, the fact that he it was agreed upon, that you can't spend more than $250, and then you went out and spent $1,100, um, you should have said, guess what? Uh, you went against the rules, and when you break the rules, there are consequences. So you get to suck up the extra whatever, 800 and something dollars, right? 
Um, am I being silly to worry about such an agreement, or should I just pay to play? Uh, I, and so it's a great question. It really is. And right now, the band that I am in, that I joined, has phenomenal players in it. And they're all good guys, but they all bring a huge amount of baggage. Uh, I'm playing music. I'm not, you know, the one gig, I forget what was going on, but we were all just getting frustrated. So I just started running around and jumping around like Angus Young. And they're like, man, it was really cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, I said, it's too bad the music doesn't make me want to run around and have fun. You know, I just can't get pumped up about two tickets to paradise. Right. And so um, it's a great two chord masterpiece. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I just don't go, oh man, I can't wait to play some Eddie money today. And, um, but there is a thing, you know, what, and, uh, the, I just played a gig. I just played a gig last night. It was hilarious. We played next to the pool, which is always good when you're standing there with an electric guitar. And luckily none of, none of the drunk people decided to swim while we were playing. But, uh, and, and the other great thing is we played under this huge tree. Like they built a deck around a tree and it was dripping sap on the drummer who was not happy about it. But, uh, you know, the the drummer gets really upset if whoever books the gig doesn't give us every detail ahead of time. So here it was. I had to be there at 4, and it was like one thirty. I still had no address. And unfortunately, I called the drummer, who then, it's just his nature. Again, super nice guy. But he gets frustrated that I didn't know this and that whoever booked the gig didn't communicate this. And, uh, you know, we have to scramble and things like that. And um, so we get there, and it's me and him and the bass player. And uh, the other guy's the singer who booked the gig. And the guy that, depending on who you talk to, didn't communicate this information. And uh, the bass player said, you know, I've been having this conversation with this drummer for seven years. He goes, it's, it's an easy solution to this. It is simply lower your expectations. He goes, I show up at this. He goes, I don't understand why people keep booking this band because we don't learn new material. It's It's really not... It's weird. It, it has huge potential, but we just don't do anything with it. And um, we'll we'll get to, well, let me finish my story, and I'll, I'll explain why I think this band exists. But um, he said, just lower your expectations. He goes, I'm here to play the music and pick up a paycheck. And so that's what you have to ask yourself. I just, uh, I launched a new product in the podcasting world. You can find it at howtopodcast.com. And this is a class where over six weeks, I will teach you how to make a podcast. Uh, we meet every Saturday at, um, I think it's noon, noon to two, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And in six weeks, you'll have a podcast. Well, to do that class, I'm going to use GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar is $100 a month. And I'm charging uh, $150 per person. So uh, the cool thing is, when I uh, started off, the very first class was my introductory offer class, and I was charging ninety nine bucks. And I had, and I wanted to keep a very small class. I wanted to have less than ten, so I had nine people sign up. All right, do the math, kids. Uh, you know, basically a hundred bucks times nine is nine hundred bucks. Uh, I, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on GoToWebinar to make nine hundred dollars, and that's really what you kind of have to boil it down to. There are a couple things. Number one, why are you in this band? If you're in it to make the money then let's do a pro and con. Are you making money in this band? 
you know, so sit there. It sounds like about every once a month or so you're, you're playing for free. I rarely pay for free, play for free. Matt, why? Because I'm in this band to make money. That that's, you know, I don't really like the music. Uh, I, there, there's a little bit of drama with every gig, but at the end of the night, I walk out with a hundred bucks and you know what? I'm like, I, I can do that. I can put up with a little drama. I can play with the sun in my eyes, uh, getting, you know, dripped on sap with, uh, lots of really, really, really drunk people. And, uh, you know, I can do that. I can handle that for four hours and go home with a hundred bucks in my pocket. I can do that. So you have to kind of examine yourself. Why are you doing this? Um, now with that said, my heart yearns just aches to start the band that I've always wanted to start, which is basically a mixture of funk and blues and rock because this band is, is not it. It's it. I joined this band because they had gigs, because they had money, and I knew most of their song list already. So you have to ask yourself, why am I in this band? Uh, you need to, to me, sit down and go, look, we're, we're making these rules, but there's no consequences if you break the rules. And it sounds like, I'm going to guess, that the leader and the horn players are basically one vote. They're all going to vote together. Because they're, you know, peas in a pod. And so what I would do if, if you're, because it's what I'm doing right now. I like the band I'm in. I like the money I'm making. And I understand I've been in your shoes with a seven piece band. I made 50 bucks a night, uh, sometimes 40, you know, but I loved the music I was playing and the guys I played with were awesome. And not to say, you know, there was a little drama in that band, but it was a much better uh, oiled machine. So I, I didn't mind making less money. Uh, I didn't drive very far to the gigs. I love the music I was playing. So for me, that was all about the music and how it made me feel. And, oh, by the way, you know, I'm going to make a little bit of profit. So you have to examine why are you in this. And then, you know, if you're in it for the money and you're not making any, it's time to start looking. And what I would do, if you're not going to make any money in the band, uh, there are um, – multiple resources on the internet. I use, I think it's backpage.com where you can find the, uh, you know, listings for people looking for musicians, hopefully in your area. I don't believe that's, uh, I apologize for my global friends. If you have a, a resource for the UK and things like that, let me know. But that, that resource is fairly us specific. So I apologize for anyone. I'm not trying to exclude you. And, um, you know, start the, the best time to look for a job is when you got one. So while you're in a band, you know, start looking for one and then just uh, very politely, you know, give somebody two weeks notice, however long, you know, you don't, don't uh, just leave somebody with no guitar player for a gig, you know, give them plenty of notice, nothing personal. I'm just going to go over here and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you're, you're not, uh, you're not wrong for feeling this way. You're, you're getting screwed. Uh, and, and the other thing is, here's this whole thing of, uh, you've got t-shirts now. How are you going to track the t-shirts? Because when I, the, the band I was in where we actually had merch, we did again, if you listen to last week's episode where I talk about putting everything on the table, they thought I was insane because I would run like profit and loss reports. I, I went crazy. I'm a bit of a stat junkie anyway. But I would go in and say, okay, you know, here's, we have X, and I would have people count the inventory, 
with me at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show, which I, we didn't have that many shirts, but just to make sure that, you know, nobody gave one away, nobody, you know, whatever. And if there was a case where we lost one, I was like, okay, everybody, you know, we lost a t-shirt just for the record. Here's the money here. Nothing in my pockets. Here's the money. We're missing a t-shirt. And it, it turned out that somebody had given one away. Okay, well, that's fine. But, you know, you need to pay for the cost of that, right? In that case, it was 6 bucks. You know, put the $6 back so we don't lose any money on this. We're just not making any money. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of work to maintain that. But on the other hand, we never argued about the money because we knew exactly where it was. We knew exactly how much we made. And, you know, at the end of the night, we would basically take our profit and decide, are we going to take the profit and, and split it, you know, via everybody or are we going to, you know, leave it there and are we going to buy more merch? Are we going to do that? And we would decide. We didn't spend a penny on anything, I think, until everybody agreed on it. And that was just the case. And it was, you know, the, did it lead to arguments and things like that? Yeah. But on the other hand, everybody in the band also bought their own equipment. That's that's the other thing that's kind of weird. And that's where the PA is is bizarre because everybody uses that thing. So it should be... My, to to kind of wrap this up here, to me, where you guys kind of dropped the ball is when the old guitar player left. He needed paid for his share of the PA. I would have had you pay it. Then you were basically buying his shares in the PA. Um, and then it needs to be, if somebody leaves, whether they quit or whether they're fired, uh, you know, they should get paid. Or we've had, like I said, I've had some bands where if you quit, you forfeit your amount. Uh, that's up to you guys. But it should be, you know, get try to get things in writing and have everybody sign it because then you do have at least a slight legal edge that, hey, we agreed on this. But the bad news is here in the States, at least, I think it costs $300 to take somebody to a small claims court. So you may not want to take somebody to a small claims court to get, you know, 150 bucks. Uh, depending on the scenario. So, no, you're not crazy. And um, that just goes to show you, you know, to me, I think this guy buying $1,100 worth of T-shirts was way, way out of control. How many T-shirts is that? Because really with merch, with us, we bought the, the lowest we could buy was 144 you know, at six bucks a piece. That was a chunk of change. And it took a while but um, to to get, you know, making a profit on that. But that was the smallest we could could do, uh, at least for, for what we felt. We could have gone, in a nutshell, we, we narrowed it down to some people. And we said, okay, that's the smallest one at the cheapest amount. And we went from there. And, uh, again, it was it was well documented. So that's really the, the bottom line to uh So, uh, and the other thing, Doug, you didn't put a link to your website. So I would love to... Uh, Promote your band, love to go over and look at your website, see what you're and hear how you're playing. And um, thank you so much for the question, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening to all the way back to the Musicians Cooler page. Are you the person in charge of your website? Then come check out the Weekly Web Tools podcast at weeklywebtools.com. Each week, we spotlight and review tools. We discuss strategies on web design and promotion. We talk a little SEO, all with the intent of enhancing your website. The Weekly Web Tools Podcast. It's the podcast for the do-it-yourself webmaster. Check it out at weeklywebtools.com. 
All right, next up, I uh, I said at the beginning of the show I'm going to get on my, my soapbox. And uh, what this is, this is a segment again. We've been listening to segments of my book. I'm slowly giving it away for free here. And last week we did talk about, you know, your money situation. And um, that was out of the book. This week's segment is uh, about drugs. And I got to tell you, the band I'm in right now, they're all flaming alcoholics. I mean, flaming, like Jaeger after Jaeger after Jaeger while the bass player slams, um, uh, what is it, Jove Cuervo, whatever. I, I think it's tequila, you know. And these are guys that have paid the price. Uh, they have the license plate to prove it, and they just drink a ton. And uh, I love them to death. I wish I could get them to stop, but um, I, I see it affect performances. And um, I've heard of stories where they have had literal fist fights on stage. They got banned from a bar for three years because the drummer and the, the singer. Um, now, I don't know if they were under the influence at the time. I wasn't there. But I've just seen a lot of bad decisions. I've seen, I don't know too many stories that end, thank God I was hammered. You know, thank God I was on those mushrooms. You know, oh, my God, I'm so glad I was doing heroin when I did that. I don't know that I've actually ever heard that phrase. And uh, I, I uh, well, so let me just play the segment here. And uh, it's again, it's a segment of uh, it's just something. It's something to think about. Kids. Now, if you're a fan of the show South Park, you've probably heard the phrase drugs are bad. OK, now forgive my soapbox. But again, let me tell you of my experiences and shed some light on the topic of drugs. Sad but true, I've got two of these. Number one, in high school, I was in a band with a guy that I would literally teach him the parts that he was playing. This is where I learned that you don't learn songs at practice. But I would teach him his part, and the next day, he would come to practice, and sure enough, he would have forgotten the whole thing. Now, this person used to get high with his mom. Let's say that again in case you missed it. This person used to get high with his mom. Now, this person is a great, warm, compassionate person. He never killed anybody, but drugs affected his memory tremendously. I had a singer that couldn't remember the lyrics, so he made a lyric sheet and posted them on a post in the club. It was more or less stage right, which is where I was standing, and uh, consequently, it looked like he was staring and singing to me all night. Three words, too much weed. Look, if you're so nervous that you need six beers to perform, then, look, if you have gigs now, it's okay at this point to have the friends come over to the basement and put on a little performance there to get you used to performing in front of people. See, what it is, to me, it's a proven fact that drugs can affect you physically. We know for a fact that alcohol slows down your reaction time. Well, for me as a guitar player, playing music is all about reaction time. It's about having my emotions and my thoughts and getting those out of my brain through my fingertips. That's all reaction time. Look, you finally have achieved a goal. You get to play in front of people. Why would you want to do anything that can hinder your performance? Now, if you need more reasons... I've got a list of people's names here, and I'm sure I'm going to mess up some of these pronunciations, but Jimi Hendrix, 
Bon Scott of ACDC, Jim Morrison of The Doors, Keith Moon of The Who, Phil Lineat of Thin Lizzy, Janis Joplin, John Belushi, the actor, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana, Elvis Presley, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, Paul Butterfield of the Paul Butterfield Band, Jonathan Melvoin of Smashing Pumpkins, Andrew Wood of Mother Love Bone, Hillel Slovak of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Brad Noel of Sublime, Rick Greck of Blind Faith, Kristen Paff of Hole, Shannon Moon of Blind Lemon, Jimmy McCulloch of Wings, Jeff Picaro of Toto, Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols, Dee Dee Ramone of the Ramones, Robin Crosby of Rat, John Etwistle of The Who, Rick James, Lane Staley of Alice in Chains. I mean, the list goes on and on. How many people need to go from being poor to being famous to getting high to losing it all and being poor again until we kind of go, hmm, maybe those drugs aren't such a great idea. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, I have been in bands before where both the bass player and the singer had to go out for some, well, let's just say they had glaucoma, apparently. So every break, they were outside toking it up. Well, if they're out toking it up, who is building the fan base? That's another key ingredient here when it comes to doing drugs. Now, I know, Dave, get off your soapbox. And I've noticed that the person who says, I play better stoned, usually never tries to play straight. But okay, look, I live in the USA, and people drink, and people smoke, and people take drugs. It's interesting that we do shoot up our kids with drugs to calm them down in school, only later to tell them to just say no. So as always, this should be communicated up front when you are picking your band members. You may not want what I call awake and bake in the band. Now, if you haven't figured it out, I'm not a drug taker. I've had friends maimed by drunk drivers, and I've watched people deteriorate under the influence. However, I try to keep a non-convert policy. You don't ask me to hit your joint, I won't ask you to sip my Mountain Dew. As long as everyone can play to a certain level, stoned or straight, we are officially okay. If someone gets too drunk or stoned to play at that level, then we have a problem. This takes a certain level of maturity. Both parties have to agree to disagree and focus on the common tasks of getting out of the basement and sounding the best you can. As long as substance abuse does not hinder the process, you shouldn't really care what someone is doing, I guess. Most people that really want to get out of the basement will put down the drugs for a few hours to practice. So there you go. Everybody wants to do this anyway. Drugs are bad, okay? And uh, I'm not a prude. I mean, the the band I was in the longest, uh, the bass player and the singer would smoke pot before the gig, during every break, and uh, it really didn't affect their performance. And I was always like, look, if you don't ask me to hit your doob, uh, I'm not going to, you know, ask you to drink my Mountain Dew. And um, it worked. You know, it wasn't something. And I, I'm not there. I'm not their wife. I'm not their kid. So, you know, how you how you live your life is how you live your life. I'm here to, to inspire people to have a good time with my guitar and have a, and, and feel good when they leave and, and hope that they come back. So... As long that's my always been my standing rule. As long as it doesn't affect your performance, uh, you know it is what it is. So there you go. Uh, want to remind you that um, if you want to uh, build your own band's website, you can go out to the website. It's uh, marketingmusician.com. You can also find the audiobook of this without I'm actually playing the clip. It's from out there. You can also find the Kindle version of this book. 
and that is out at uh, Amazon.com. Just uh, or you can just go out to the website again, MarketingMusician.com. If you want to email me like Doug did, thank you so much, Doug. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, just just Dave at MarketingMusician.com. So thank you so much for tuning in. Do want to remind you that for those who have money, there is therapy, and for the rest of us, there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast.